And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. It's been just over a year since the Canadian government legalized marijuana. Are you for or against it? Has it changed your life in the slightest? One thing I'm not is an authority on the subject, but I do know the positives far outweigh any perceived negatives. What I do know, what I can tell you, the facts, is that cannabis has been proven to fight chronic pain. It reduces muscle spasms, treats glaucoma, helps control epileptic seizures. It may decrease anxiety in low doses. There's a chemical found in marijuana that stops cancer cell cultures from spreading. Take that in. Some medical professionals say THC can slow the progression of Alzheimer's. It eases the pain of MS and lessens the side effects from treating hepatitis C. And we're literally just scratching the surface of the benefits. This week, you'll hear thoughts from 12 past guests representing music, sports, entertainment, as we do, try and cover some ground with our guests, and this podcast is no different. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you're about to hear, please subscribe either on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen most, I guess. Please tell your friends about us as well. Word of mouth is a very big way of how we get the podcast out there, and thank you so much for helping spread the word. We see it daily, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it does not go unnoticed. In fact, it's really appreciated. Coming up in just a few minutes in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, Swollen Members Mad Child talks about how David Bowie was his first concert and the things that still stand out in his mind. That is brought to you by our buddies at ProTech Welding, steel fabrication on the North Shore here in Vancouver. You can find them online at protechwelding.com. First, let's get to this themed podcast, Legalized Marijuana, and thoughts from some past musical guests, all of whom are brought to you by the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. Love those guys. 579 Dunsmere, downtown Vancouver. I've been throwing shows there for coming up, I guess, on three years. Solid people. Great little hang. I had Devin Townsend rolling through the podcast studio, I guess about a a year back now, maybe longer, actually. Super nice guy. I think we hung for more than an hour for sure. Uh, my family was actually at the studio when he arrived, so they got to meet Devin as well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, when I was really smoking heavily, it was so invested in a criminal element that I think what I found a, a real hard thing to swallow with it was, you know, and at risk of making myself sound as much of a hippie as I'm sure I sound like music is vibration. Everything's vibration. I feel that, you know, things vibrate and the things you put in your body vibrate. It's just kind of how I roll. Right. And when marijuana is so heavily invested in like strictly a drug trade where you've got like a lot of suffering attached to that, whether it's like the cocaine or, you know, heroin or the things that result, the, the fentanyl and the overdoses that come with that. And the, um, you know, like the, even the human trafficking that, and I'm not saying that marijuana trade is, is, is a result of or directly associated with that, but prior to it having some sort of, um, it's been taken out of that element, uh, then I couldn't help but feel that, that it was always like when I'm doing this, I'm supporting a network of things that I just fundamentally uh, I'm really uncomfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I got, you know, for me it's like if I if I have, uh, uh, you know, 
any connection with marijuana at all at this point. Like my dog's on CBD, mm. right? And it works great for him. Really works great for him. But we get it from a guy that grows it way up north. Right. He doesn't sell it. It's like, it's, it's no fertilizer. It's with water. It's no chemicals. Right. You know what you're getting. You yeah. Know. And yeah. it's like, and so if you're going to buy products like that, my wife's on CBD as well. I tried it for a while too, but. You know you, that CBD oil is actually so powerful that, um, back to the UFC fighters, after a fight, they'll use those CBD oils to recover their bodies. Really? Yeah. See, it doesn't surprise me, man. I found that when I did take it, it was, um, it was like a, a very nice antidepressant without being, um, without being psychotropic and without being, um, overt. Like it's just mm. kind of lift, lifts your, uh, fog a touch. Mm. So, but with that in mind, it's the same principle as I would feel much more comfortable about getting that from a source that isn't connected to something that I'm like really uncomfortable with. You know, like having been witness to, to certain things that were really, um, brutal. Yeah. It made me think I, I can't, this is, this is not for me, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, or like people who have died in my world due to overdoses or things like that. It's, it's like all those things, if your reason for, for taking the CBD or, or, or smoking marijuana or, or vaporizing cannabis or whatever it is, if your reasons for doing that, if your intention for that is good and not to be just like, I'm just going to rage tonight or whatever, mm. then I think... Can you rage on weed? I'm not sure if that's I possible. Know. I did for a while. <laughs> made a lot of really regrettable life decisions. Oh <laughs> I was never very good at weed. You know what I mean? Danko Jones called up. Big fan. This is right around the time that he was releasing the new record, A Rock Supreme. I'm for the legalization of marijuana, but I also feel that there should be education to go along with that. Um, It's not, I feel it's not supposed to be um, uh, used uh, as like something to enhance a Friday night uh, party. It, it, It should be given the respect that it, it it asks for so if you're going to smoke pot um there should be a little bit of reverence and respect given to it it's not just something that you use to get high and you know party it up i think th- th- there's got to be a, a different approach to it because it's medicinal as well you know it helps people with mm-hmm. various ailments whether it's mental or, or f- physical and you know it I, I, I totally am for the usage of it for that. But, like, you know, just partying it up on a Friday night with your friends is fine, but if, you, if, if there's any way we can kind of infuse a, a little bit of reverence with it, then maybe we can, then it, it won't get out of hand is what I'm saying. Did you catch the Dead Daisy singer John Karabi's visit? Of course, he also fronted Motley Crue for an album, an album that could be their best musically. It's a strong time for the band, in my opinion. Check out what John had to say about legalization. I'm all for it. Um, Exactly. And until somebody shows me some sort of negative um, thing about it, like, I I don't understand why they haven't done it sooner. Um, you know, and I, if they're going to do it, legalize it and throw it, slap a little tax on it, and mm. 
I guarantee you, like each state would probably make up a huge surplus of money, like they did in. Um, I was just reading not that long ago in Colorado, they oh, opened up all these uh, like hundreds of re- millions, man. Well, well, and it was so crazy that after I think two years, they had so much money left over that by law. After, like, if there's a surplus of money at the end of each state's fiscal year, they have to kind of give it back to their uh, residents. And there was so much money left over that they were, they were like, I think, I, I don't remember the exact figure, but I think they were going to send everybody in the state of, that, that paid taxes, everybody in the state of Colorado was going to get a check for like a couple hundred bucks. Wow. And then they started arguing like they didn't want the money. They want to put it into the school systems and right. different things like that. But Healthcare the state's like, no, we got to, we got to give it back. Wow. And, but it was, they generated so much money that they had this huge surplus of cash. So I'm all for it. Right. It's apparently it's, it's a good pain reliever. It works with glaucoma. Um, you know, and I, gu- I guarantee it would make people a little happier when they're driving, whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, I'm, I'm all for legalizing it and taxing it. And the last time Age of Electric and Took frontman and slash bassist Todd Kearns was a guest, he shared some thoughts about legalized marijuana. Uh, you know, it's so funny because now that everything's legal, I'm the most boring guy you know. Um, sober for a long time and all that. And I've, I've always been sort of the mindset of like, dude, you know, why, when the conversation came up back in the day, I was like, yeah, it's like, why is it not legal? Who cares? You know, so it, the thing is, that when you become sober, you become this sort of like bizarre, you become so much more objective to the entire thing. You know, you kind of look around and you go, then you got your drunk friend who wants to argue about politics and religion, and then you got your weed friend who just wants to play video games, you know, <laughs> and, and hang out. And I'm like, I want to hang out with that guy, mm-hmm. my drunk friend. Even like, you know, just objectively watching my drunk friends, it's like if I take five different cases, it's like, well, this guy when he gets drunk, he wants to fight. This guy gets really um, promiscuous, you know. It's like you just watch your friends kind of like right. work down the line of just <laughs> what unveils as they start drinking. So to me, it's always kind of like, you know, I I just feel like, yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing to to me because now it's like, you know, you know, people that, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's everywhere. You know I mean? Like now we go in Canada, it's sort of like, mind you, we, you know, we're in Vancouver for all those years. So it's right. like, practically legal, legal anyway. anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it was, it was an answer to that anyway. So it never seemed illegal anyway. It just sort of. Everybody else just needs to catch up. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. Check them out at 579 Dunsmere, downtown Vancouver.
And now, stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast Podcast. If you turned on much music in the mid-90s through the mid-2000s, it wasn't very long before you saw a video from Swollen Members. Madchild and Prevail took the country by hostage and never let up. They're now nine albums deep. They're multiple Juno Award winners and one of Canada's most successful hip-hop rap bands. And when Madchild called up, we talked about the shows that he was binge-watching at the time. Legalization came up. What it's like being on the road, touring, the superpower of teleportation. He shared a couple near-death experience stories, the music that was being played in his house as a kid growing up. He talked career highlights. There's lots of them. And stop me if you've heard this before. Madchild talked about how his first concert was David Bowie. My first concert, I think I was probably about 10 years old, and I saw David Bowie. David Bowie was your first out of the gate that you set the bar at David Bowie? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like 10 or 11 years old, and I had 27 David Bowie records. I had a record player. Oh, you're a massive fan, too. Player. Blowing your mind, then, oh, obviously. Yeah, huge David Bowie fan when I was a kid. Still, still am today. Yeah. yeah. I had to buy, I remember... Having that, and then uh, my dad gave me the uh, Bob Dylan record, Hurricane. Um, that was a badass album. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few songs I really loved, and then, of course, I got more into Bob Dylan. And, and I mean, he's had so many great songs. And, you know, I, and, I, and then I went and bought uh, Bob Marley, and I really got into Bob Marley as a kid. Stuff like that. Stop Me If You've Heard This Before on the Toddcast Podcast is brought to you by ProTech Welding, a CWB certified steel fabrication shop in North Vancouver and online at ProTechWelding.com. Seven. Yeah, from- 
her name is Tanya Aganaba, and love that song. It's called Never Fallen Out of Love. She just had her Something Comfortable album release parties a couple of weeks back at the Fox Cabaret here in Vancouver, and she's right back to it, an outstanding venue, playing the Shadbolt Center for the Arts in Burnaby at the end of the month on Thursday, November 28th. She is an amazing performer. She's played for the podcast, did a cheap thrills. It was incredible. If you can make this one, make one of her shows, do it. A jewel in our scene, hands down. And played you the headliner of our next live show, a Friday, November 29th, the end of the month, last Friday of every month. The Railway Stage and Beer Cafe presents Toddcast Podcast, Friday night's volume 28. Southern Death Threat original lineup back doing it. Played you their song called Blackjack, loud, aggressive, and heavy. The original lineup back together to play the podcast show with Closer and Crankshaft opening up the night. You cannot beat this. Eight bucks. Come on. Make sure you get in the door, though, okay, through myshowpass.com. I don't want those text messages day of. Dude, snoozed. Speaking of live music, you can find info for that show and a bunch more through the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. Lots of great shows coming up. Make sure you get out there, support local bands. Brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Great people. Find them online through mysticrhythms.ca. Coming up later on in the podcast, in listen to this, retired WWE wrestler Hillbilly Jim talking about finding out that he was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, service, repair, ICBC accredited. Find them online through Tedco RV Supplies, Inc., inc.com now again i don't want to come off like i'm some sort of legalized marijuana authority because i'm not but back to the positives and what i can tell you is that it helps people with arthritis have you seen the videos of cannabis soothing tremors for people with parkinson's google that it is incredible stuff marijuana can even protect the brain from concussions or at least so says a professor from harvard Cannabis reduces pain and nausea from chemotherapy. It stimulates appetite. We all know that. A super positive, all of these offshoots of legalization, the medical benefits of cannabis alone should be enough to decriminalize this amazing plant worldwide. If you've been keeping up with the podcast, you know we've had some incredible sporting guests, many of them willing to share their thoughts. Retired seven-time NHRA national event champ Alexis DeJoria talked about legalization. Well, that's funny you ask, because um, now that I am retired, I can talk about this. (laughs) I invested um, in this company uh, a few years ago um, where we actually have grows and dispensaries in Denver, Colorado. Mm. We have three grows and two dispensaries. Actually, now we have another potential one coming up. And we just moved into uh, Michigan as well, so we're, we're yeah we're doing it. That I believe it. I believe in amazing. it. <laughs> um, I I I agree with it um, to a certain extent. Obviously, I don't feel I, I feel like it should be treated like alcohol. Sure, um, I don't be, yeah. think you know kids should be smoking pot. Um, I think there's. Med- so many medicinal purposes that, I mean, we've just scratched the surface on what this is capable of doing and helping oh, totally. people. And that's something that we really want to dive more into. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I so mean, you um, look in at that the, aspect, the, I think it could just help. The the fighters, uh, you know, they'll use CBD oils after uh, yeah. you know, fighting, and I mean, it, it just helps so much. And exactly. Just, yeah, I think you're right. You're just and it really, scratching it really the surface. does. Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't able to try it out, obviously, when I was racing because. <laughs> We're not supposed to do that kind of stuff, even though it is medicinal and it doesn't get you high or anything, but right. it, it will show up in, in a drug test and, and that would just not be good. So, mm-hmm. uh, but afterwards, I mean, I've, I've had some residual aches and pains just from, you know, being a race car driver for 12 <laughs> <Right>. years. <laughs> so I did try and, uh, you know, my husband who's he was a football player early on and he's had some racing accidents as well. So he has a lot of aches and pains right. and he also has arthritis in his hands from, from the work he does. And the CBDs, I mean, he's done everything, you know, and he's uh, tried everything and, and just, he doesn't, you know, we just don't want to take things, you know. If there's a natural way to do it that doesn't make you inebriated, then why not do that? You know what I mean? Like, why not? And, um, yeah. Did you catch Leicester City football star Christian Fuchs' visit? That one is worth digging around at our iTunes or Spotify page to find a really good chat, funny chat. And he shared his opinion as well. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I don't have an educated opinion about that. Right. Uh, Fair since, since it's not illegal here in, in the UK. Like at all. You, so you wouldn't I be would... like sitting in a park smoking a joint with a buddy and, and having a lunch. No, it's it's not my piece of cake, to be honest. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Grabbed retired CFLer and podcaster Davis Sanchez, I think it was last year, and got him to give us his two cents about Canada's legalization of marijuana. Well, the first thing is always, always uh, I've never seen anybody uh, have road rage on marijuana or anybody be violent uh, with marijuana. I think uh, I think it's a great thing. I, I always feel much better. I always feel much better after I've had a. Uh, oh, back back when, of course, when I tried marijuana back then, I didn't inhale. Right. But when I did no, try, of course it, not. Um, I always felt I always felt much better in the morning after having a marijuana puff than I ever had after having, you know, ten glasses of wine. So, right. uh, it's I think it's uh, I think it's a win win. And I know there's a lot of people who uh, who count on that to you know to help them ease the pain and whatever they're dealing with. And so I think if it's a uh, yeah, it's, it's a win win for everybody. I think. And Bellator MMA Octagon Girl and podcaster Mercedes Terrell also had something to say. I would say that in regards to legalizing marijuana, legalize it all. Like, not just marijuana. I think legalize all drugs. Legalize wow, really? all of it. Yeah. Mm. I honestly think that it would stop so much of the... First of all, you got to realize that the drug cartels are making mad money off of illegal drugs. Like, right. Right. If we're worried about so much of what's coming over here from Mexico and um, all the drama that that brings as well and why the people are fleeing from there for, in the first place, uh, why right, we're right. talking about building a wall and all this. You know, you might be right because it's not like the, if suddenly Mercedes, they're like, uh, well, um, heroin is now legal. You wouldn't be looking for a bag of heroin or whatever they no, you know I mean? like that doesn't change my mind so, at all. Yeah. So like, who cares if it's legal or not? Exactly. The people who are doing drugs currently are going to continue doing those drugs. I mean, it's we do those things for deeper reasons than because it's legal. Much deeper reasons than just because it's legal. Right. So, sporting guests of the Toddcast podcast are brought to you by Block E Media Inc. 
digital marketing plans and solutions. Done for you and done with you. Online at blockemedia.com. in the 80s, chances are you watched, or at the very least, Noah Boat, wrestler Hillbilly Jim. He was in the WWF before the WWE switched names from 1984 through 1991. And right around the time that Hillbilly was going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, he called up the podcast 
for a little chat. We talked about binge-watching Vikings, the power of a good documentary. He shared a near-death experience story involving a gun. We talked about how The Temptations were his first concert. He talked about marijuana's legalization, the superpower of time travel. How cool would that be? We talked about the underrated WWE superstars of his day and who the toughest were that he had to wrestle against. And we talked about the UFC as well, the music scene in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And Hillbilly shared how he found out that he was going to become a WWE Hall of Fame inductee. Listen to this. They call me, they always call me about WrestleMania time to get me to go to WrestleMania. They always want me to show up because they got a plethora of things they have us do. Fan access things, I do autographs all week and mm-hmm. all these things and interviews and stuff. And they, That company is real good on doing that. They've always done that with me and I, I've done something with this company yearly since I began. Way back in the early 80s with them, you know. Right. Uh, in some capacity or another. So they call, uh, they start calling and calling and I wasn't really going to go to WrestleMania this year because I had such an awful time last year. Hmm. And I said to myself, if I get home, I'm not going to go to this again this year. I'm going to stay out for a year because it was in Orlando, Florida last year. And I had the worst time getting there and getting back from it. I was three hours delayed out of the airport getting into Orlando. Then the whole weekend down there, I was just out of sorts. Whatever I did, it seemed like I couldn't get caught up. It seemed like it was stressful and I didn't enjoy it. And then lo and behold, when I came back, tried to get back home, I was four hours delayed. So I said, if I get home, I'm not going next year. So I really (laughs) wasn't going this year. So I was trying to avoid talking to him about it as long as I could. Finally, it got to be the Sunday morning, which was the last Sunday of the NFL playoffs. And I do my routine. I was going to get up, eat my breakfast, have me some coffee, relax, watch the wait till the wait till the football comes on, watch a little bit of that, then go to the gym like I always do. That's what I do. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And do you know, 8.30 that morning, they started calling me, and I was, and I was furious. I said, why the hell are they calling me at 8.30 in the morning? What's going on? I said, they just, they just, because I know that company, when they want something, man, they're like the government. <laughs> <laughs> they're on you. They stormtroop in. They, they have helicopters. It's like, what? Yeah. And I said, why are they doing this to me? So, finally, they started calling again, and I said, I've got to make a decision. I picked up the phone, and I called one of these numbers back for this guy named Mark Carano. He was the one calling me, and he had Howard Finkel try to call me and everybody. I said, I might as well handle this now. So here's what I did on that Sunday morning. I got his machine. I said, Mark, it's here, Billy, blah, blah, blah. Hope you had a good Christmas and a good New Year's. I haven't talked to you in a while, but look, I know you're trying to get me for WrestleMania in New Orleans. I said, but look here, brother, I think I'm going to pass this year, and here's why. I told him all those things I just told you about why I didn't want to come. Mm-hmm. And I said, so tell everybody to have a great WrestleMania, and thank you for remembering me as always. But uh, I'll see you when I see you, and we'll talk when we can. Well, I hung up the phone, and I was so happy because I said, I got this off my chest. <laughs> Let me drink some coffee and relax. About that time, the phone rings again. It's him. So I pick up the phone. I said, Mark, I just left you a message. And I went through the whole thing again. He said, well, where would you call? I said, I called one of those numbers, you 10 numbers you've been calling me on <laughs> from the office, you know. Right. And he said, Jim, I understand. He said, and that's good at all. And he said, but listen, i got to tell you, Vince wants you to go in the Hall of Fame. Well, brother, 
That was like getting hit in the ear by George Foreman or somebody. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
Crankshaft, and a cool song for those guys called Tear Me Apart, and hoping that they'll end up playing that one. They're on the bill if you come to the next podcast show. At the end of the month, the last Friday of every month, the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe downtown Vancouver presents a podcast show. And on Friday, November 29th, we have an absolute banger. Southern Death Threat, the original lineup, will headline. Who could have seen this happening? That lineup, that early lineup was easily one of the best hard rock metal bands Vancouver has ever seen. Crankshaft and Closer, those two bands are present day best metal band, hard rock bands in the city. Don't miss this one. Friday, November 29th. Tickets are eight bucks right now through myshowpass.com. Played you Tuke as well. Their song was Never Enough For You and a new song for this Canadian supergroup fronted by Todd Kearns, the frontman of Age of Electric, Slash's bass player as well. Corey Churko is in the band. He plays guitar. He plays with Shania Twain and Kelly Clarkson. Slash's drummer Brent Fitz. Brent also used to play with Theory of a Dead Man at Connelly Crush. Did some drumming with Alice Cooper and Vince Neil, monster player. He's playing bass in this project and drummer Shane Gollis from uh Yngwie Malmsteen is part of uh the mix as well like what very cool Todd's coming to Vancouver if you didn't know a month today December 12th he's playing at the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe for the Toddcast podcast Cheap Thrills 17 acoustic intimate interactive it's a Q&A as well throughout the performance. It's 10 bucks through myshowpass.com. Tickets are selling well, so grab one today if you want to make sure that you're getting in to see Todd Kearns. Todd's always so much fun. I cannot wait for this night. Okay, Todd's Trolls is also coming up. The stupid, mean, hurtful, but really the funny things that people say to what you post and what you see online. That is now brought to you by Good Times Drinks. Slow down, drink up online through goodtimesdrinks.com. This week, Juliana Hatfield, Tennis's Davis Cup, and the Mandalorian bask in that white-hot spotlight. The trolls are always there to chirp off full force. People are pretty tough behind the keyboard. Trolls is coming up. First, our final guests of episode 208. We're talking about legalized marijuana and some thoughts from past entertainment guests, all of whom are brought to you by Pete's Meat in Kitsilano, Vancouver, Awesome butcher shop, a great little deli as well. Quality, natural, sustainable. Let's hashtag each and every one of those. Vancouver's best butcher shop by a landslide, plus pizza great guy too. You can find them through 12th in Arbutus, again, in beautiful Kitsilano. When you look back at the history of cannabis cultivation, it wasn't grown to get high. Rather, it was for textiles like clothing and paper and sails and rope. You could eat the seeds as food. Marijuana has been regarded as medicinal since the 1800s. In fact, in the 1830s, there was an Irish doctor named Sir William Brooke O'Shaughnessy. He ran some tests. He found out the cannabis extracts, in fact, lessened stomach pain and stopped people from vomiting who were suffering from cholera. In the late 1800s, cannabis extracts were sold in pharmacies and doctor's offices in Europe and the States. In fact, the U.S. FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has approved Marinol and Sindros, which are two drugs that contain THC and that are used to treat nausea caused by chemotherapy, loss of appetite in AIDS patients, yet they keep marijuana as a class one drug. Tell me how that makes any sense. 
Anyway, back to our guests, and we had Real Housewives of Dallas star Carrie Duber call up, and she shared some thoughts on legalization. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I think it does make you a little unproductive. That's that's my only the only downside I see for like younger generations and that yeah, kind of thing. I can see but that. but I feel like you're gonna get it either way. So I for me I'm I think it should be legal. Um, that's my opinion. I, I think that that alcohol is as I'm sitting here drinking a Duberita, <laughs> a margarita. I literally am. <laughs> I'm like alcohol is worse, but I'm drinking a margarita. It's a jalapeno margarita that my husband made in the blender. So there you have it. That sounds good. I, I'll <laughs> so take good. One as, well. as you might expect, the founder of the Vancouver Dispensary Society, Dana Larson, had some choice things to say. You know, I don't think cannabis is going to help every opiate user or heroin user quit, but certainly I've talked to lots of people who are heroin users who say when they're jonesing or when they're in uh, withdrawal or when they're just trying to quit or reduce their use, that cannabis comes in really handy. And I've definitely talked to people who told me that they entirely got off of opiates largely using cannabis as a substitution. And that, you know, however people who are being helped by that, I've had many people tell me that to my face and show me the success they've had with that. So it should be an option for people, especially during this uh, terrible overdose crisis. We had a great chat with longtime radio personality and podcaster Dean Blundell. Check out what he said about legalized marijuana. Do it, bring it, all of it. Safest thing you can put in your body to make yourself feel a little bit better. A little sketchy when it comes to the details. Don't think people should do it before the age of 24. That's just my opinion because your noodle has, needs uh, some time to develop and uh, before 24 it ain't going to do that. But, um, I, you know, hey, listen, I'm a calling cannabis as a therapy. Um, you know, I have been for some time as someone that doesn't drink, you know, the relief valve that I get from cannabis and using it properly, not just cannabis, right? Like using the right strains, knowing I'm smoking an indica or I'm doing an edible or a spring that's going to help me sleep as opposed to keep me up or make me feel racy or knowing I'm going to have a, a tincture uh, that's got a nice blend to it so mm. I can operate during the day and not get high mm. uh, and still deal with some of the uh, psychopathies and some of the issues that, that, that cannabis helps you deal with. Um, the problem is, is that we have too many people out there banging the cannabis drum that are absolute losers. So, you know, <laughs> if you can kind of wait. No, but it's true, right? Like in the cannabis world, you got you got a couple of different forms of people. you got people who use it responsibly medically. you got people who use it like, uh, you know, it's, it's water and they can't function during the day. And then you've got people who use it on a controlled level who, like you or me or anybody else where, uh, you know, you don't mind doing it on a daily basis in the right situation and, and making sure that, uh, you know, you know what you're using. Like you, you, a guy like you, you probably know exactly what you need, exactly what you want, what phenos you need and exactly how you need to feel until you go right back to the source every time. Right. Um, a lot of people aren't, aren't in that position. They're not in the position to be able to understand or educate themselves as to what they're using and why they're using it. So, you know, the education portion is huge, but I'm a massive, massive proponent of it. And it's life-changing benefits. It's helped change my life along with therapy and all the other good stuff. And you'll love Playboy's Cyber Girl of the Year 2017, Talia Paris's take on legalization. She is certainly not alone. Oh my gosh, I feel like I know, maybe right? I like did hear that. Yeah, the whole country, That's great. yes. I think it's amazing, honestly. It's amazing. I think marijuana is great, and I see all like the, the benefits to it. Like I know I personally have like some anxiety and stuff, so I take like CBD and right. and um, stuff like that. And I think it's great. I mean, honestly, I think it's, it's just like alcohol, so I understand like the whole, like t- you know, as long as you're of age. and Sure. 
Um, Regulated. I think, and, and you know, the sure. taxes on it is great um, for the the country slash state or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's good. Entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pete's Meat, Butchery Shop and Deli, 2817 Arbutus, Kitsilano, Vancouver, and online at Pete's-Meat.com. You better lock up your loved ones, run for your life, because the heartbreak is coming. It cuts like a knife, don't get it twisted. Or act like a fool, you be the head for that border, or you stay in the school. This ship is sinking. Town is a joke, costs more to die than to just stay afloat. These snakes are poison, thirsty for blood. You either slaughter that pig or track it down in the mud. Well, it's the devil's payday, and she's working for tips. Got it tight. Powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast Podcast. It is virtually impossible to stay away from the garbage comments online. It's everywhere you look, no one, and nothing is safe. Stereo Gum named Juliana Hatfield's last album one of the most anticipated albums of 2015. Consequence of Sound echoed those comments. Juliana is releasing Juliana Hatfield Sings the Police in just a few days on November 15th. Simply put, a covers album only because her original music isn't as good. She should be arrested for covering the police. 
I can safely say I'd get my anus bleached before I would actually sit down to listen to this album. You're about a week away from a big one for tennis. The Davis Cup goes down in Madrid, Spain from November 18th through the 24th. Peg off one of those kids who runs to grab the ball every fifth or sixth serve. Then I'd start watching. 50 bucks if you can name two pro tennis players from the country you live in. No, screw that. I'll give you 100 bucks. Without the grunting, there's absolutely nothing entertaining about watching tennis. And new to theaters as of today, November 12th, The Mandalorian, another Star Wars warrior in the spotlight. The movie is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. A lone gunfighter travels to the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. It's Star Wars. It's got to be good, right? Even as a Star Wars geek, enough with the movies. It's overkill. What is this? Marvel, the Avengers? Thanks, guys. Way to ruin my childhood. I'd rather be tasered directly on my lady balls than be forced to watch this overproduced, simplistic, watered-down idea. Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Good Times Gin and Tonics, putting the GTs back in the GNT. Check out goodtimesdrinks.com. Closer, New Wave Cult Sanctuary is the name of that song. And you can catch them opening up the night. At the end of the month, they're playing a show for the podcast on Friday, November 29th at the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. The Toddcast Podcast, Friday Nights, Volume 28. Southern Death Threat will headline the original lineup. Yes, text messages, emails. Really, dude? What is going on? Exactly. Come and see it for yourself, November 29th. And Crankshaft are on the bill as well. Eight bucks right now. It is cheap. Are you kidding me? Through myshowpass.com, things will get underway at nine o'clock. We'll go late. 
We're probably 1, one thirty anyway. Hope to see you there. You heard Kellen Sipe, and his song was called Devil's Payday. This weekend coming, in fact, you can see him if you're out in the, what is it, Abbotsford area. Saturday, November 16 at the Rail District Collective out in Abbotsford. It's not Abbotsford unless you're a complete psycho. It's his album release party, and believe me, this kid can sing. He played a show for the podcast last year, I think. Maybe uh, the first part of the year. Absolutely killed it. Don't miss this show if you can make it. Really looking forward to our next podcast, November 26th. Top Chef finalist Joe Sasto is a guest. I know. I remember like as a kid, like young, young kid playing in like the basement, wanting to like, we, I pretend to be like a hotel owner or like a hotel like recept receptionist i yeah. guess or like a front desk person sure and like my parents would come in and i would like i just i think the whole idea of hospitality and being in the hospitality industry was something i like was just drawn to at a very young age and that whole like idea of taking care of people and bringing them in and embracing them was something that i was just like kind of drawn to mm-hmm. and then it's also I think then my mom shaped my direction because food became the whole focal point of family and life growing up. I mean, she tried her best to cook almost every meal, bring the family together. I mean, this was before everybody had cell phones, so it was like, turn off the TV, <laughs> everybody around the, t- uh, around the table, and, you know, we have dinner. Even if it's like something she picked up from the store and didn't cook herself, it was like food was that, like, gathering place. So I, like, saw how important and powerful food can be. Mm -hmm. And then it was just kind of cooking alongside of her uh, that I think drew me to that. Joining Top Chef finalist Joe Sasto on next week's podcast, the winner of Rising Star on ABC, Jesse Kinch, and pro golfer Blair O'Neill called up to be a guest as well. Very good week. And that's going to do it for this one. Episode 208, it's a special edition focused on the legalization of marijuana in Canada. Whether you like it or not, it is here, and really, why not? If anything, it's amazing that it took this long. It's proven to fight chronic pain. It reduces muscle spasms, treats glaucoma, helps control epileptic seizures, slows the progression of Alzheimer's, eases the pain of MS, relieves arthritis discomfort, soothes tremors for people with Parkinson's. It reduces pain and nausea from chemotherapy, stimulates appetite. It goes on and on and on. I'm thankful the Canadian government did the right thing and they legalized. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about us. You can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, Spotify, comment, and rate the podcast. That does help out. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors. We straight up couldn't do it without their support. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca, including title sponsor Maple Ridge Hyundai. If you need a vehicle, they sell cars. And remember, if you want to sponsor the podcast, you know you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. It's cheap. There's contact info at the homepage. Maybe we'll share a beer or a coffee and see what's up. See if I can help you out. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 